Salutations. This is the Untitled Josh Cast, episode number 73. My name is Josh Gershman. I am joined, as always, by my co host and co Josh, Josh Hammond. Hello. Hello. Welcome to our weekly podcast of pop culture, news, politics, or whatever else we feel like talking about. To interact with the show and for updates on future episodes and other fun stuff, you can find us on both Twitter and Instagram at JoshCastPod. You can also catch us weekly on Twitch at twitch.tv slash untitled joshcast. If you would like to support the show, you can subscribe to us on Twitch using your Amazon Prime account or via a regular subscription or on Patreon at patreon.com slash untitled joshcast. Now back to the show. Okay, so uh, that was the that was an excellent rendition of our credit music. Thank you. Um, so I've had some thoughts on Tuesday, scant two days ago. We were uh, streaming at twitch.tv slash Untitled Joshcast. And we stopped mid-fortnight to watch the latest trailer for Spider-Man No Way Home, which is coming out in about a month. It's like a month from yesterday, actually, December 17th or 18th or something. December. Um, and that led to like this an hour-long discussion about all things Spider and Marvel and lots of many other things. Um, and if you were there, which a few people were, it was like a live episode of the podcast, which was a lot of fun. We had a great discussion. Um, what happened earlier that day was I got my COVID booster. And then what happened yesterday is in like some weird COVID uh, Pfizer induced brain fog. I came, I figured out how Spider-Man No Way Home is going to end. So oh. that's what I'm here to tell you. So I have some theories. It's very different than the last time you had a COVID shot. I thought you were going to go in the direction of this is like the last time he predicted something like Trump being kicked off Twitter and then it fucking happened. So really, he's like one for one here. And maybe this is two for two because he also predicted Georgia. That's true. Okay, Two for two. Gersh, don't let us down. Look, I think. I think. You, the people of the Josh Cast jury, will evaluate the evidence that I lay before you and come to the same conclusions that I have come to. Now, I have not watched any analysis of the trailer, save for one video. There's a YouTube channel that I follow, like, religiously. It's called New Rockstars. And there's, like, the main guy. I guess he's the main guy. His name is Eric Voss. He does, he's, he do, he'll do, like, a reaction video. Where like this video is on YouTube. It's like literally him watching the trailer and then he has his thoughts about the trailer, but not a breakdown. He does that later, which is like a super fine tuned frame by frame breakdown. I love all that stuff, but I didn't watch that. I only watched this reaction video, Um, but it was in watching that reaction video. And then I watched the trailer again just a couple minutes ago before we started to really solidify where my thoughts are on this. So like I said, I haven't watched any other analysis. I've tried as much as I can to avoid Marvel slash MCU Twitter and social spaces so that I'm not influenced or that I'm, I can't be accused of stealing anyone else's ideas because these are mine and they were mine first and vice versa. So that's where I'm, that's where I'm coming at this from. Um, okay. So I'm just going to jump into this. Actually, wait a second before I jump into this, 
Do you have any thoughts? You, your well, face yes. looks like it has thoughts. There's going to be no place else that I can put this once you get started. So we're okay. going to start right here. Did you know that Spider-Man was not actually going to be based on a spider originally? Stan Lee wanted to base the comic book on a fly that later decided on a spider. So if that were the case, when these movies were made 100 years later, would you have put Jeff Goldblum in them? Wow. That's the kind of thing that's going to keep me up at night. You're welcome. Because, like, we got the fly. But what if the fly was MCU canon? Right? Like, Star Wars is canon in the MCU. Why can't the fly be canon in the MCU? Okay. We're not getting off topic. We're just slightly concurrent to the topic with alternate insects dash man, which we can pursue later. Uh, You know, actually, funny story. Quick tangent, not at all related to this at all. (laughs) A tangent Uh, before he even gets started. Literally said we're not getting off topic and then immediately got off topic. I was about to say, here's your opening statements. And you said, nope. See, when your name is on the podcast, you get to make the rules. This is this is how this works. Um, So in the Batman universe, you got Batman who's who's uh, he's a man, but dressed as a bat. But then there's also man bat who's literally a bat mutated man like why like i gotta do you gotta do better with names i'm sorry okay tangent over okay let's get back to spider-man lucy do you have any initial spider thoughts i do um but i would like to hold those until later okay. do you think we should be using the hashtag man bat no i don't fine okay okay so let's get into this. So the trailer, for, so this movie has as long has been long rumored and then like confirmed that it does involve the multiverse, which is like a thing that hasn't really been explored in the MCU before prior to the Loki series, which gets into some multiversal things. But now it's like here as a thing in Spider-Man um, where you're going to have like universes colliding. Uh, the, the most clear evidence of that is of Doc Ock, uh, Alfred Molina Doc Ock, who's from the Peter Parker universe, um, as well as Jamie Foxx's Electro, who is from the Andrew Garfield universe. So those are like our two other cinematic Spider-Verses that are now converging into our Tom Holland MCU-verse. Do you have a question, Mr. Hammond, in the Josh Cast press pool? No, but this is one of the only other times I'm going to get to speak on the whole podcast. Did you see the reference to Sam Raimi's on the, on the poster? No, what did I miss? If you look at Doctor Strange and the way that he his hand is up and things like that, it is a clear reference to the Evil Dead poster. Oh, you're talking about at the end of the trailer when he's on the torch on the yes. Statue of Liberty? Okay, I Correct. can see that. Okay. Pretty, so, pretty cool. So we're getting into multiversal stuff. Now, the other thing that has long been talked about is whether or not the two aforementioned Spider-Men are going to appear in this film. I think I think they have to. I'm not going to like put money down on it because like it's a very Marvel thing to do this huge giant fake out, but I feel like they have to at this point. There's also the amount of times where people have been seeing like when they were filming it that people are like, "Oh, we spotted so and so there." Or if you look at this, this photo is yeah. actually this Spider-Man's costume. Like at this point, it it was the the 
secret that is no longer a secret type of secret. Yes, it's the worst kept secret in Hollywood. It's a Tom Holland secret. Now, I will say, I have what my theorized breakdown of this film is and when the heroes do actually show up. So I will get into that in a second. So, right, we're setting that we're setting up this multiverse thing. So um, here is here is what I think uh, the three act structure of this film is. Act one is like the scene we see in the beginning of this trailer. And well, we don't really see it so much in this trailer, but we see it in the prior trailer where Strange or Spider-Man Tom Holland shows up to Strange's place and he's like, hey, I need you to do a spell so that everyone forgets that I'm Spider-Man. And then like, because Tom Holland is Tom Holland, he gets in the way and shit gets all messed up. So that's like act one. And then like shit gets real crazy. Like people are driving upside down and like left is right and right is left. Just like weird, weird stuff is happening in the world. And like, they're not really sure what's going on. Okay. And then how, how many spoilers did he release during that? Say, right. Who knows? It's, it's too early to tell. Act two is when all the villains show up. So you got your ox and your goblins and any other villains show up during act two. Now of which we've seen five with an asterisk and I will explain more later. So you got your Alfred Molina Doc Ock. You got your uh, Willem Dafoe Green Goblin. Okay, that's two. You got your lizard guy who's Kurt Connors. That's his character name. I don't remember who, I don't remember the actor. You got your Sandman, your, uh, your, um, crap, what the heck is that guy's name? He's got, he's a three named guy. I can't remember his name. I'm sorry, sir. You got your Sandman. And then fifth, you got your Electro. That's Jamie Foxx. That's, um, I can't remember Jamie. I can't remember Electro's name either. So those are your five guys, right? Uh, you're making it, you're making a face. What's the face for? Do you need me to do some cleaning up here? Cause I have the list open. I mean, I'm getting like facial reactions. I'm getting hand wavings. I'm happy for some, from clarifications and corrections. Okay. I wasn't hand waving by the way. I was trying to count and then I, I lost out halfway through which ones you said and was trying to recount okay. and it just wasn't working. That's also Tom, why wait, I was wait, Thomas waving. Hayden Church. I got one. Thomas Hayden Church is Sandman. I got one. Got it. Um, okay. Anyway. So those are the five that we clearly see in the trailer. Or do we? The number five is very significant in the Spider-Man universe because of the thing, the Sinister Six, which is this group of Spider-Man villains that are six in number. That's why they're called the Sinister Six. They're not like obsessed with the number six and there's a million of them. So you have these five. So my first thought was like, okay, well, who's the sixth? Like this was a big, this was actually a big deal in the, Spider-Man PlayStation game where you have five villains, Electro, Vulture, Rhino, two others that I can't remember at the moment. And then the sixth one, that's, it's a big deal for the game. I don't want to spoil it, but like, so that was a big thing that they did during that game is have this group of five villains that all of a sudden has a sixth that was like secretly directing them the whole time. Okay. But the whole point of the Sinister Six is that they are a collective. So in this movie, the the five villains that we know of are not related at all. And they, uh, while some of them appear in the same movie as others, they don't interact. Like um, Green Goblin, Willem Dafoe Green Goblin is in Spider-Man 1. 
Doc Ox in Spider-Man 2, so they're separate movies. In Spider-Man 3, in Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man 3, you get Sandman and Venom, but but I'll get to Venom in a second. In Amazing Spider-Man 1, you get Kurt Connors, the lizard guy. And then in Amazing Spider-Man 2, you get Electro and Rhino at the very end, which by the way, can I just tangent on a tangent? They ruined that ending of that movie in the trailer. Because in the trailers for Spider-Man, Amazing Spider-Man 2, they show, they show Paul Giamatti in his rhino suit, which he's, I think, only in at the end of the movie. So, like, way to ruin the whole getting off topic. Uh, anyway, so my point is, these five villains, they don't have a connection. Yes, they all hate, quote-unquote, Spider-Man, but they all hate different Spider-Men. They're not, like, there's not a cohesive thing happening here. Like, in the Marvel Comics continuity, it's one universe, and then all the villains know each other. So they're like a gang and they hang out at the club on Fridays. So they could like collectively be like, yeah, let's get that Spider-Man. That's not happening here. Um, so, but, but I think there will still be a sixth villain. So one thought is, is this where Venom from the Tom Hardy movies comes into this universe, which technically they did in post credit scene of the Venom sequel. So like at the end of that movie, I actually looked it up today because I haven't seen it. So in the end of that movie, by the way, spo- by, I, oh, well, let me just mention spoilers for everything. In the end of that movie, uh, Eddie Brock, Tom Hardy, his character's name is Eddie Brock. He and the symbiote are hanging out in a hotel on the beach. And then like they're having a conversation. And then there's like a flash of light and they get transported to another universe. And then the TV comes on in that universe. And it's the scene at the very end of Spider-Man Far From Home where J. Jonah Jameson reveals that Spider-Man is Peter Parker. So like the intimation here is that at the end of that movie, Venom has transported himself into the MCU universe somehow. Um, So like, okay. Is this how Venom becomes part of the MCU? I, I say no, not so fast. Because I don't think, I. from watching, how long has it been? Like 15 years of Marvel movies. There's no way that they let, it, they let Sony direct how Venom is going to come into the MCU. Like Marvel's going to have to decide it on their own. There's no way they let Sony do this. Unless you get super tinfoil hat Hattie in this situation and you're like Marvel was secretly working behind the scenes but like there's no way that's happening so like while the ending of Venom 2 is interesting I don't think it comes into play at all in this movie so not Venom okay another possibility just going down like the cavalcade of spider villains do you have a, I'm sorry is did you have a, you have a question or a comment this is bringing me a lot of joy. I promise this sounds like a tangent is relevant. I downloaded an app recently that's like one of those you solve the thing where it's like John was wearing red and like <laughs> Margaret wasn't wearing purple. What was Henry wearing? And so as you go through this, you're like, not Venom. OK, check. And then your next one is going to be another detail. And so then I can yeah. finally put the puzzle together. Please continue. Thank I you. really am enjoying this. Based on what Gersh has been saying so far, I'm pretty sure that he was wearing Michael Keaton. I think that's what's happening. So not Venom, right. Next on the list within the uh, 
rogues gallery of spider villains. Is... I just like that no one else laughed at that but me. It took me a second and then I'm I caught confused. What that I don't know what it meant. We'll get there. It was it was uh, literally part of your joke about them wearing different colors. Well, he said wearing, but then he named a person, so I don't get it. Is it we'll like a designer? There. We'll okay. get there. Like, right, I know so, it's not a designer for the fucking. <sighs> it's fine. Okay, moving on. There's two other interest. There's two other interesting suspects here. One is, of course, Michael Keaton and the Vulture. But high peaks. There's a cat on the podcast. I don't think it's Michael Keaton's the Vulture because it's just not interesting in this scenario. Because he is already a villain in the Tom Holland verse, right? These other five that we've mentioned are from other universes. Not that, like, um, and uh, Mysterio is dead because Taylor Swift already killed him. So, like, he's dead. He's not in this movie. Um, I was actually going to say that I'd assume it was Mysterio because part of that was I've been, I've read one or two things about it. But that seems to be one of the many theories in this. All right. So I'm surprised that you do not think that. Pretty sure he, he's dead. He's dead, dead. Pretty sure he's dead. Okay. Like 90% sure he's dead. Anyway, uh, so what I'm getting at is I'm ruling out MCU villains already. Okay. So another one, another possibility, because again, I don't think it's the Vulture and we've already ruled out Mysterio. I have ruled out Mysterio. The, uh, the other one that like is movie movie quality villain those words didn't sound right in a row, is the Kingpin, Wilson Fisk. Now, the Kingpin we've seen previously as Vincent D'Onofrio, the A-plus stellar performance in the Daredevil Netflix series, and maybe some of the other stuff, maybe some of the other Marvel Netflix shows, just fantastic. I am longing for his return to the MCU, but I actually think, and many other people do, this is not my idea, that he's going to show up in the Hawkeye series. Because like in my like YouTube rabbit holes of people dissecting Hawkeye stuff. It seems like there's like some natural stuff where Kingpin might show up. Plus, if in fact Daredevil is going to come into the MCU and by God, it better be Charlie Cox, then like that's a perfect place for it too. So like Kingpin is the only other villain I can think of right now off the top of my head that is like movie worthy to round out the six. Okay. So I don't think it's any of those. Now, here's the thing, though. There are six villains. If you watch the trailer closely, there are two goblins in the trailer. There are two different people on hoverboards. So in the in the prior universe's films, right, you got Willem Dafoe and then you got James Franco. I forgot which Franco it was. And then you got the other kid from Amazing Spider-Man 2. So there are other goblins in the other Spider-Verses. So I think it's one of them or could be a total twist because we, we haven't seen Harry Osborn in the MCU. We haven't seen Norman Osborn either in the MCU. So I like just going to ask about Norman Osborn. So they could introduce. So like, that's the thing. I don't think they're going to introduce a villain of that level in this already packed movie. So that's where I'm going with there. So, uh, Right. So getting back to my outline of this movie, act two is where all these six villains show up. Shit gets crazier still. Then stuff's like going all kinds of nonsense. Act three is when the other Spider-Men show up. So like we're talking like the last 20 minutes of the movie. 
That's when they show up to like try to save the day. But guess what? They can't. They all have to work together and like figure it out and like shit's going all crazy. Okay. There's one very, there's like a couple important parts of the trailer where Dr. Strange is telling Peter um, that he can't, that like all these villains that came into this universe, that they all died fighting Spider-Man, which is only partially true. Sandman doesn't die. I think he escapes. And Kurt Connors doesn't die. He's in prison. But Ock and what's his face? Uh, uh, Green Goblin and Electro, they die. Um, so like three out of the five die. So that's a, it's, a, it's a majority. So he fine. He can say they all die. But he says this to Peter Parker, that these people die fighting Spider-Man. Now, if you think back a movie, Spider-Man has like, not regret, but he definitely feels bad about what happened with Electro, uh, not Electro, Mysterio um, and Quentin Beck, who like had taken over as a mentor before he betrayed him. Um, and so like he definitely is feeling bad about that. He's being painted as like uh, public enemy number one for killing him. Like that's what's happening in the beginning of the movies. J. Jonah Jameson is saying like that Peter Parker not only is Spider-Man, but killed Quinn Beck. Um, and so like he's taking that very seriously that like he's responsible for these people, even though he's not like if you watch any of the other movies and I'm not saying that you should or shouldn't, but some of them you don't need to. The villains make their own choices and then they die. Um, I mean, that's kind of how it works in movies, but it that's definitely how it works in the spider, the spider movies. But um, the right anyway, so getting back to our Tom Holland, Peter Parker, he feels responsible. And what's going to happen here? Here's what I think is going to happen. There's some like shit that's going on in the trailer where Dr. Strange has a box and then Peter Parker looks like he's trying to steal the box. I think the box is like somehow to like a big reset button that strange can do some kind of spell that will send all these other people back to their own universes. But Peter, but Tom Holland, Peter Parker doesn't want that to happen because he knows that by doing that, all those people will be doomed to die in their universes, regardless of the fact that it was another version of him that did it. Not even that did it. Peter Parker never physically kills anybody, but like they all die fighting Peter Parker. They all die fighting Spider-Man. So Tom Holland, Peter Parker, just feels responsible that he was the one that messed up the, I wanted to say that messed up this magic wish, like in Aladdin, he messed up the spell that brought these people here and he feels responsible for them and he doesn't want to send them back to their deaths. So he figures out a way to save not only the villains, but everybody. And that's by sacrificing himself. So like in honoring what happened to his original mentor, in Tony Stark, Peter, Tom Holland, Peter Parker is going to sacrifice himself at the end of this movie in order to like safely return the villains to whatever other universes are not the MCU universe so that they don't have to die. But our Peter Parker, our Peter Parker does have to die in the process. Isabella, you had a question. Uh, when does the mentor thing happen? I think you said Iron Man, but I don't understand. What, what movie? Um, you have not made it there. Yet. Not well, there yet. obviously, I have not made it there, but I'm asking for a reference point so in the timeline. I don't know that he can give Captain you any America more Civil, Captain America Civil War and then Spider Man Homecoming, which are like the first two Tom Holland. Spider Man in like the MCU set that I'm watching? 
yeah yes. towards towards the you end. know what lucy i don't like the condescension in your facial re- reactions some of us struggle here listen so. it was more of we had a conversation about it during the stream and so i thought that it was I was asking about that particular movie because I keep re- revisiting the same website that tells me the order of the movies I'm supposed to be watching. And I don't recollect that. That's fine. Please continue. I was confused about Iron Man mentoring somebody, but it seems like a character arc that I look forward to. Thank you. Continue. Okay. So this is so like so much of. So much of what the the background of Spider-Man Far From Home is the lack of Tony Stark and his his now uh, his absence from the universe, which is why Quentin Beck so like comes in all charming and Jake Gyllenhaal like and is able to act as this mentor figure before betraying before betraying him. So Peter Parker, our Peter Parker, Tom Holland, is dealing with all of this internalized uh, grief and anger and uh, uh, um, other words that I can't think of right now. Um, all this inner turmoil. And he figures out that this is the only way to save everybody. They're like, yes, there are some plans that could save some people. Um, but it would involve like the death of these people who had nothing to do with this, that like he's responsible for this. And the only way to save absolutely everybody is for him to sacrifice himself. So the end of this movie is going to the end of the main the the regular movie. Right. When we hit the credits, Peter Parker dies. Now, like, we're not going to see his death. We're not going to see his death. He's not going to be like lying on the ground or bleeding or anything like that's not the kind of death we're talking about here. It's more like a like blipped out of existence, vanished through a portal. But he's gone, dead gone. Or so we assume. Okay, so like that's the end of the movie. At some point, the heroes, the other Spider-Men go back to their homes and go about their business. Um. So then we roll credits. Everybody's like, what just happened? So then, then we get to the mid credit scene. Oh, I have this mapped out. The mid credit scene of this movie is going to be Dr. Strange and Wong hanging out again because they're best buds. They're going to be planning for literally the next movie because the next movie after this is Dr. Strange and the Multiverse of Madness, which is now going to come out in May rather than March, but whatever. Um, so... When Peter Parker does the big sacrifice, it doesn't fix everything, right? All it does is it fixes this one thing. But during this movie, other stuff is going to be happening. Like there's still weird stuff going on. There's still like people in the universe that shouldn't belong here. All that Peter Parker did was able to like get these six people out of his universe, um, plus the two Spider-Men. And in doing so, he had to then like vanish from this universe. But there's still clearly other things going on based on like the things that have been happening in other movies, like at the end of Shang-Chi, if you've seen that, which I won't spoil, um, in the end of the Loki series, um, the, what's another one? The end of WandaVision, all these things that have been going on in the MCU recently are all like multiverse related. Somehow like some of them, it very, they're like, they're in it. They're multiverse things that are happening. So the mid credit scene is going to be Strange and Wong talking about stuff. There'll probably be like other cameos of people that show up. Um, probably one like really crazy cameo of somebody we've never seen before um, that are going to be talking about multiverse stuff. Then, then we're going to get the the full credits. Then we get to the end credit scene. Guess what? It's Tom Holland, Peter Parker, Spider-Man. Guess who's with him? The Watcher 
from the What If series. Your minds are blown, I can tell. So in that, in the animated What If series, you have this guy, the Watcher, Jeffrey Dean Morgan is the, not Jeffrey Dean Morgan, that's a different guy. Hold please, gotta Google. <laughs> Aren't the Watchers also in Loki though? Jeffrey Wright, I had the Jeffrey part right. Jeffrey Dean Morgan is an actor. Jeff, um, they're both actors. It's been a long day. Uh, Jeffrey Wright, he's in a couple of the James Bond movies. He's fantastic. He's the voice of the Watcher. So it's going to be Tom Holland, Peter Parker, and the Watcher at the end, end credits of this movie. So it shows that he's alive, technically alive, but like in this ethereal outside of the universe state, because that's like where he had to go in order to save everybody. But here's the thing. We're never going to see Tom Holland again. He's done playing Spider-Man. At some point during this movie, there will be a named character. There will be a character on screen whose name we know is Miles Morales. And I have a question. Yes. Is it your prediction that Tom Holland is done or is it fact that this is his last? Okay, both. So... He has said he doesn't want to do it anymore. And Amy Pascal, the producer, like the head person at Sony is like, we're going to have a hundred more Spider-Man movies. And Tom Holland said, we're going to have zero more Spider-Man movies. So he also did. He also at the uh, screening in L.A. of the trailer, they were asking him a bunch of questions and he started to get emotional as soon as he answered a question about how he's been Spider-Man since he was 18, which most likely was him talking about how he's been doing it for that long and it's probably coming to an end, which is why I made him emotional. Would be an assumption. Yeah, I don't think I don't think he wants to do it anymore. Not that like clearly he's making a lot of money, isn't, but money's not everything. Isn't there some sort of like unspoken thing that if you sign up to do something with Marvel, they can just use you for the rest of their life? All right. But Tom Holland is no longer under contract. So like he does Wait, not their have contracts a, have limits. They'll have number it, of movies in them. It's because they, really? the, the amount of years ahead that they plan for all of these movies and what yeah. is going to happen next, they need to know how many movies they actually need the actors in. So they Wait, can't so contract them for only like one movie or two movies if they know. No, that no, I would have thought they would five. contract them for 15. Like, it seems like Marvel just has this basket of actors who have all sold their soul to Marvel in the best way possible. And they just like are allowed to pluck them out whenever they want. Well, part of it is because right now the MCU is the biggest thing you can be a part of. And it would be stupid for actors not to unless you have an emotional reason for not wanting to do it anymore. So huh. one of the Do things, we, um, uh, go, ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Sorry. I, I'm going to take this on a too many tangent. So this will be my last question, but because I think there could be a whole Isabella Ask Marvel questions episode probably. But uh, do you know if the contracts differ for people like Robert Downey Jr. than like other characters? Like I'm like, or I guess that might spoil something. But like, do you see what I mean? That like Lucy faces Wait, stop okay. making faces i think i can answer that question in a roundabout way because you have Lucy. seen black widow so yeah 
Robert Downey Jr.'s contract was up, but there was a rumor he was going to show up in Black Widow. So like he that would have right exactly, but like that would have been like, hey, okay. do you want to come? Do you want to come on set for a day and shoot some scenes? But like they would have asked him and paid him for a day, but like he w- he wouldn't have signed a contract because like he's done playing Iron Man. At the okay, I have a follow up question. At the end of their contract, when they finish it out, does that mean that Mar- I mean? Does that mean that Marvel has the every right to recast that character or do they, are they required to offer if they want it to include Iron Man in another movie? Are they required to offer it to Robert Downey Jr. or do they have every right to That's say, a, nope, sorry, I don't know who like Morgan Freeman is going to be Iron Man plot twist, you know? That's a very interesting question. I think some I, I don't think this is necessarily related to Marvel, but I bet if you're an actor at a certain level, you can include that in a contract that like I have the right of first refusal if you're going to if you're going to make a movie with my character again. It's either me like you have to come to me first. So that's a possibility, yeah. but that would be on the actor to demand that and to have that in their contract. I think it also depends on what the narrative is and like the continuation of it. So like Scarlett Johansson, if you're saying on Black Widow, the, what are the chances of her coming back for another movie if she is planning to come back or if Black Widow is going to make some other appearance? Would it be something that they offer to her or somebody else? Like it, I think it just depends on the narrative of the person as of the, the character as well as the actual person. You do you have not gotten the narrative questions. to know what happens to her, kind of, but no, I don't know what happens to her, but. I will hold my questions. Please continue. Thank you, Francis. So, um, uh, right. So getting back to this thoughts about this movie, um, no more Tom Holland. Oh, wait, sorry. This is the other thing I was meant to mention. Tom Holland said, it was like a, it's like a quote that was like, if I'm playing Spider-Man when I'm 30, I've done something wrong. And like, meaning that like, he just doesn't want to do this as an, a grown mass man, which is fine. That's one thing to say, but I think that's incredibly short-sighted because like 30s Spider-Man slash Peter Parker is such rich storytelling in the comics because he's married and has babies. And like, there's so much stuff you can do with that that they're not going to do. Um, like all three spider iterations have been high school aged Peter Parker. We haven't even seen early 20s Peter Parker. So like you would um, also, in the movies, I was going to say, you would also have to, in that case, you'd have Zendaya too. Zendaya. Zendaya. I always forget. Um, but you would, it's if, would she then stay on for as many movies as well? If they were to continue that, because the amount of things that she's been putting put into recently and has been acting in, they're kind I, of, because all the actors that have been in Marvel movies are also top actors that are in so many other things and they have to devote so much time to film them. I think it'd be an interesting, it's an interesting question. I've never considered it before. Um, I think our next episode is just called Marvel Mysteries and I will just ask a thousand (laughs) questions, including like just selling your soul to this. I think that's great. We should do that. Um, I think I, I am going to suggest if that is the case, it should be after Isabella has watched all of the movies because if not, the entire thing will be, we cannot tell you this or we will spoil something. That's true. You You need to watch all the movies. Mm -hmm. No, I hear your point. (laughs) But one, we know my follow through with movies and that is saying, Isabella, you can have your one exciting pop culture episode in two and a half years. 
Here's, One, I find that unacceptable. Well, I understand the, it's my responsibility. But for the listeners, Two, it would literally just be us going, we can't tell you that. We can't tell you that. Okay, but did you notice that almost all of my questions on Tuesday, I don't know why I'm using this Apple Pencil as like an instructor tool. Sorry for all those at home that can't see this. But all of my questions were more philosophical than anything about like, did Iron Man fucking break his wrist in cha- chapter? Yes. As if there's a... But it's difficult to do. It's the whole reason why you also cannot watch the What If series, which is also just hypothetical storylines because there is the potential of ruining something. And there is something really great about Marvel storytelling that you need to know what happens before you ask all of the additional questions. Wait. Is, before, is my take on it. Before we move forward, since she said What If, Gersh, can I throw hypotheticals at you? Yeah, hit me. Gersh, what if, for no reason whatsoever, in the middle of this Spider-Man film, a portal opens and Jessica Jones walks out? That'd be awesome. Um, okay. If, if, however, David Tennant walks out behind her, I will leave the theater screaming because That's he fair. is terrifying in that series. Like, I love David Tennant with my whole body, but he is absolutely terrifying in that show. Okay. Next question. Next question. Next one. What if, for no reason whatsoever, Beast shows up in this film? What book is he carrying? Uh, Darwin's um, the the something. What is what is Darwin's book? Something species. Origin of species. Nailed it. Next question. Okay, great job. What if Disney lightens up a little bit and Moon Dragon is allowed to be in this film? Will it be the gayest Disney film of all time? Um. Yes, but actually that brings me to another tangent, which I forgot about until right now, this very second. So there was a thing that was going around on the on the Internet yesterday, maybe even today, about how Tom Holland had a say in the ending of this movie, which makes me believe even more that he's going to die. And here's here's why. So uh, here's how I'm going to bring in Star Wars to this conversation, because it was only a matter of I was was just about to ask if this is a Han Solo thing. It's not a Han Solo thing. It's a Rogue One thing. So the end oh. of Rogue, if for anyone that hasn't seen Rogue One, I'm about to spoil it. So spoiler alert for Rogue One. The end of Rogue One, the whole planet fucking explodes. Okay. Gary Whitta, one of the writers, has long said that they that wasn't their initial ending. Their initial ending was that Jin and Jin Urso and what's his face um, get off the planet and survive. But that Disney was like, are you sure this is what you wanted to end it with? It seems like you were setting up everybody to die. And the and they they left it open-ended, or at least they left it so far that like they would escape because they just assumed Gary Whitta and the other writers assumed that Disney was gonna wanna use these characters again, so they couldn't kill them off. But Disney was like, nah, go ahead, kill them. So that's why they die at the end of that movie. That's what they wanted to do, but they scaled, but they didn't include that in the beginning because like they just thought like, well, Disney and the marketing machine and it's Star Wars, like, why not make money off of stuff? Not in, not in like a nefarious way, but in a realistic business sense way. So they didn't in the original versions of that movie, not the movie, the script, they live. And like Disney allowed them to do that. So that's why that's like that's that's the that's my supporting evidence for them allowing Tom Holland to have his say at the end. Now, this movie, like, 
I don't even want to get into Sony and Disney politics about this, but I know I can't. I'm sure I'm sure there's some version of this movie originally somewhere in a drawer where um, everyone saves the day and you get the three Spider-Men just like high fiving at the end and the villains are defeated and everyone goes home and eats pizza. Right. Or or just the end of them, of all of them staring at each other. Yeah. The if you, Like, that's all you need. It, yeah. I feel like all of you just described a Ninja Turtles movie. Pretty much. Um, well, yeah. Also, though, I had no idea that that was the original intention of Rogue One, but that makes sense. And I am still glad they did it that way because I loved everything about that film that if they would have continued with those characters and destroyed anything about it, I would have been so pissed. Cassian Andor is the other character's name, who uh, the actor... They're making a uh, thank you, Diego Luna. They're making a prequel series called Andor, which I'm all for because I loved his character. That was really interesting. And I would love to see him doing cool space pirate shit. But it's clearly a prequel series. Yes. He was in Dirty Dancing 2. He was fantastic. Very young. Baby wow. face. Did, did loved not him. know that. Part of the reason why, even though as somebody who loves Star Wars, it was part of the reason why I was so excited to see it because I love him as an actor. Okay. Not just in Dirty Dancing, but he was good in that one. Did not know that. So anyway, so th- this is why I f- even more believe that Peter- Tom Holland, Peter Parker is going to die. Um, getting back to my other point about what we're also going to see in this movie is that there will be a character named Miles Morales. He's not going to have spider powers, but at least he'll be in the movie somewhere. Um, and then like, then that will be very open-ended. Like, who knows what will happen? But, like, there will very clearly be a kid named Miles Morales in this movie. I have the background on that. Miles Morales is um, uh, uh, he's also Spider-Man. He's Spider-Man in, into the Spider-Verse, the animated film. But also, like, in the comics, he becomes Spider-Man in an alternate universe. Um, and, like, it's just that you just get, like, a very different experience because you get, like, a very young black kid who becomes Spider-Man. And, like being the mantle of a superhero in a city that's policed by the NYPD. Yes, sir. I have the most important question of the entire right. podcast. Hit me. If Miles Morales is in this shit, do we get Spider-Cat? Oh, that's a great question. I think, um, I think there'll be, see, here's the, th- okay. I'm going to answer that question with some just fun confetti. I think in this movie that is so clearly built around the multiverse that we will see references to Into the Spider-Verse. So, like, I think there'll be, like, a cat, like, sleeping in a Spider-Man cat bed. You know, something like that. I think there'll be, like, a spider, like, a, 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 a Spider-Pig? Was that his name? Thank be a- you! That is exactly what I was thinking this entire time, but all of my pop culture doesn't relate to things, and so in my head I was thinking Spider-Pig! Spider-Pig does whatever Spider-Pig does. Thank you. There'll be like a, there'll be like a, there'll be like a pork gag somewhere. I think in this movie that again, so clearly deals with the multiverse that there will be little nods to Into the Spider-Verse because like, yeah, it's Sony animation, obviously, which is very different from Sony theatrical, whatever. But I think they just like, just, there'll just be like a nice nod to it. All I'm asking is the marketing team to make sure that I get a Spider-Man Bodega Cat Funko Pop. That's all I care about. Uh, that would be great. Uh, uh, side note, in the Spider-Man Miles Morales video game, 
um, one of the alternate costumes is you with a backpack with a cat inside of it. And the cat has a little spider mask on it. And then there's like certain moves that you do in the game and the cat comes out and he knocks people out. For those in our chat, poke that button. That's exactly what I'm talking about. There he is. Spider cat. So um, I would love to see some kind of spider cat reference in this movie. Wow. Okay. So. Wait. Um, I. <laughs> sorry. Uh, when is that? Do you see those references in all of the Spider-Man things? Do you see those little things that reference like the previous ones in tiny ways, like the Pixar, like I, Easter eggs? Like, is it small things or is it more obvious things as Spider-Man usually? Sometimes. I mean, sometimes in Marvel movies, it'll be obvious and other times very much not so. And I have to watch all the crazy breakdown videos and rabbit hole videos yeah. later to find okay. them. Um, Fair enough. Yeah, it's usually stuff like that. Okay. Apparently, speaking of hidden things, uh, somebody in Shang-Chi is wearing like a thing or somebody has a number on their shirt or whatever that says um, it has it's like four numbers. It's like eight. It's like eight, nine, seven, three or something or six, nine, seven, three or whatever. And people in China, the government of China is upset about it because it's the date of the Tiananmen Square massacre. Wow. So like you could, done deliberately. I have no idea. Like numbers, numbers appear in sequence in random. What are the chances that these four numbers are in a move? I, I don't know. I'm just saying like in terms of Easter eggs, Perfect. if that is a, if that is a deliberate one, it's a pretty good one. Huh. Anyway, okay. those are my spider thoughts that are fueled by the clairvoyance of the Pfizer truck running me over yesterday, as well as like the brain fog I was in that led to some of these theories in the first place. I'm very interested now to actually go back and watch like all the crazy breakdown videos um, of the trailer and like to see what everyone else's theories are. But like, I feel like I feel pretty confident, uh, at least in at least in parts of this, of like how this movie's going to go. Would you like two thoughts from things that I have seen in previous Absolutely. Other other people's theories. <laughs> yes. Um, absolutely. So one in the trailer, we talked about this the other day. There's the scene where um, MJ falls. Yes. And she's like falling. And it's the throwback to all of the previous scenes. One of the theories that I've seen many people say is that in the new trailer, when she is falling... So, again, I don't recall... I think I said this before we started recording. I don't recall seeing... I think I only saw the first Spider-Man with Andrew Garfield. I don't think I ever saw the second. In the second one, Gwen falls, and when he tries to catch her, doesn't end so well. The theory is in this one that when MJ falls, instead of... Um, Tom Holland, Peter Parker grabbing her. It is Andrew Garfield's redemption yes. from that one, which I think would be cute. Also, I watched the scene from it for the first time a little while ago, and that's freaking heartbreaking. Um, so that sucked. The other one is one that I also I mentioned to you yesterday before we were playing games that 
I have also said this. I am not well-versed in X-Men. I love Marvel, but X-Men is just not, not something that I've watched a lot of. I've also had many conversations with both Josh's about, yes, Hamcat in particular, about how it's not necessary to watch certain things, and there are certain things that I should be watching. At some point, I will go back to watch all of them, especially with the new show coming, because I want to know all the things. I love all of it. The other thing is, in X-Men, there's um, a, a giant scene thing that happens at the Statue of Liberty. Yeah, so that's at the end of X-Men 1. The end of the first X-Men movie the uh, takes place in in basically at the at Statue of Liberty. And so like there are these parallels of this movie also having a big climactic fight scene at the Statue of Liberty. There's a girl that I follow on TikTok who I love and she is a massive X-Men fan and she said, I know this is probably not going to happen. It most definitely isn't going to happen. But like a what if this happens? And it was what if that's a way for them to then try to start bringing back other characters from X-Men into it? The first thing I thought as an X-Men fan was that is the window where they're going to introduce the X-Men into the MCU. They've had so like there have been opportunities. Um, The most the one that like while I was watching it, the most people were pointing at was during WandaVision when Monica keeps going back and forth between the barrier of East Eastview, Westview, Westview. And like her body mutates. They don't say the M word. But that's what's happening. And that like by virtue of Wanda's spell over the town and when it disperses, that's going to be the thing that causes the X gene, the mutant gene to develop in people's bodies. So like that was a thing that that came and gone and they haven't addressed it. But like Monica clearly got powers from going through the barrier so many times. Uh, now, that whole thing is going to be explored in the next in Captain Marvel 2 slash the Marvels with her and Carol Danvers and Kamala Khan, which I can't wait for. Um, so that's one thing. The other thing is uh, in and I only had to I only read about this because I didn't see it in Venom 2. The there's a female villain, Banshee. They refer to the, they refer to what happened to her as a mutation. They specifically say the M word. Now, again, this is the Sony universe. It's not the Marvel universe. But if you go all the way back to these crazy tinfoil hat theories, if all of a sudden that movie is now canon because of what happens at the end, is that the first mention of the M word in relation to anything here? I think like I would not I would lo- I think everybody would lose their minds if there was like a mutant if there was a known x person cameo in this movie whether it's like in that in that mid-credit scene with wong and strange they're like hey this guy's weird what's his deal and it's just beast and he's all blue like what like it could be something crazy like that or um uh or you just get like hugh jackman walking by in a scene like that's enough for me to be honest with you i'm totally fine with that all i'm saying is ian is 82 Patrick Stewart is 81. If Marvel is doing this shit, they better get moving. Well, they're not. I mean, I, I mean, uh, yes, yes. But I don't. Yes, I don't you disagree with you. You can't cast anyone else as either of those people. Yes, but you already did. Michael Fassbender like is fantastic as, as Magneto. I almost called him Wolverine. He'd be a great Wolverine, yeah, too. But he's great as Magneto. Fair. You're right. Anyway. I don't um, want to admit it, but you're right. 
Uh, Patrick Stewart's busy. He's got Picard to make. That's all I'm saying. Plus, technically, plus like he's dead, not in real life, but in the movie universe, he's dead. Multi-universe, it can be whenever we want in the timeline. So that, okay, that's true and also makes things even more complicated because one of the things that I've seen a lot is like, um, uh, there's so much has been made about the of the first group of Marvel movies that all happened during the same like three days, like Thor one, the incredible Hulk. And what's the third movie? There's a third movie that all happened during the same week. I can't remember what the third one is, but there's a third one. It's Thor, incredible Hulk, Iron Man two, those three movies all happened canonically in the same week. So like, that's one thing that happened early on in the MCU verse. And so there's all this lately, all these things that are happening now that are all happening at the same time. So like the end point of Shang-Chi and the end of WandaVision and the end of Loki all happen at the same, like the exact same moment in time. And like all kinds of crazy shit's happening. That was all I had on my end. I did not dig deep into the theories because I wanted to hear yours and then eventually go back and see what other people think. But I wrote out when I was, I had to type up some notes for this. Otherwise I would have forgotten things and I clearly did. Um, Act one, Peter goes to strange to make a wish. Shit gets crazy. Act two, villains show up. Shit gets crazier still. Act three, heroes show up. Shit, if you could believe it, is even crazier. That's what I wrote down. I feel like that should be a graphic that gets posted <laughs> as a summary of the episode. Uh-huh. I am going to include that in the episode description. Ah. Oh. So anyway, those are my those are my spider theories. I can't wait to see if I'm right or how okay. wrong I am, because who even knows what will happen? I am going to make the weirdest request in the world. I need Disney to buy IDW. So that Back to the Future, the comic book, can technically be part of Marvel. So that we can have Doc Brown in the Marvel Universe. Okay. This is a long-term plan. Okay. Nothing wrong with that. Also, on that same note of multiverse, so with that in mind, does that mean you still do not think that Mysterio would make his way back in? No, he's dead. I am convinced that he is dead and Taylor Swift killed him. We've all seen it. Like, the evidence is clear. I mean, valid. I was just curious. Okay, are you asking if there's a possibility of a multiverse Quentin Beck coming into this picture? Yes. Possi possibly, but I feel like that that's, I f the answer is of course there is. Of course there's a chance because it's the infinite multiverse and there's infinite possibilities. However, I feel like that, I feel like that is like, that cheapens what happened to Tom Holland, Peter Parker. Because like he's, he's he Fair. is dealing with all the after effects of being accused of murder and being named and unmasked as Spider-Man and to all of a sudden 
have to face that person again, even though it's a different person, I feel like that would cheapen what he's going through. True. But I think depend, I, I don't know. It's a little far fetched, but at the same time, if he's trying so hard to save everyone and he were to show up again, wouldn't he try even harder to ensure that he would live so that he did not experience the same thing twice? See, that's true, but here, okay. That's interesting, except we don't know what happened to any other Quentin Beck. We only know what happened to Jake Gyllenhaal and Quentin Beck in Far From Home. True. Whereas Alfred Molina and Willem Dafoe are coming from their Spider-Verses where they die fighting Spider-Man. And Jamie Foxx's Electro. They all die fighting their Spider-Man and now they're in this universe. Okay. I think the multiverse is just so interesting and complex that my thoughts always go all over the place. And yeah, that's what I, where I think, what I think this makes things more complicated for Marvel's behalf is you can't have a movie anymore with just one person in it. Like, you know, like this is a, this is technically a Spider-Man movie, but it's going to have like 40 big name heroes and villains in it. You know, like the, it, any Earthbound movie can't ignore the fact that it's on Earth with other heroes. Like the the Marvels, which is going to be Captain Marvel and Monica Rambeau, what's it, Photon? I think that's her name. And Kamala Khan, Miss Marvel. I don't expect that. I expect that to start on Earth and then go become like an interstellar space movie, which is going to be cool. Thor Love and Thunder is not going to take place. It's going to start on Earth again with Jane. What the heck is her name? Jane Foster. Foster. It, it, thank you. It's going to start on Earth with her, but I very soon expect it to leave Earth and go to, well, there is no Asgard anymore. Asgard's in Sweden or Norway or something, but I expect it to be an extraterrestrial or extra, ignore what I just said is, an extraterrestrial adventure. Um, Gardens of the Galaxy 3 is not going to take place on Earth. Uh, what else is happening? Doctor Strange 2 is... We already know that, but it's going to have all kinds of other shit in it because like it's dealing with the multiverse on Earth and all this other stuff that's happening. Black Panther 2 is going to take place in Wakanda. So like there'll be some people, but Wakanda's got enough shit to deal with with having to replace Black Panther. So like it's going to be impossible for them to have a movie that's on Earth with no other characters in it. So like although to that to clarify, not actually replacing T'Challa, but re- Yes. Well, they're going to have to. Right. They have to they have to do something about that. Yeah. But they've said that they're not going to replace him. Yeah. But is that's this actually gets back to the thing you were talking about, about contracts, because now everyone's contract becomes much more complicated because it's not just like Mahershal Ali, who's going to play Blade. Right. There's going to be a Blade solo movie, but like there's going to have to be other people in that movie. And then Blade's going to have to show up in other movies. So like when he when you like what are you what are you when you're if you're a if you're a Mahershal Ali like a giant a giant man what are you signing up for like how much do you know that you're signing up for in advance because you're gonna have to be in other movies other people are gonna be in your movies like it's gonna be a whole thing yeah I, I actually go ahead sorry no that's it that's what I meant before like if you're an actor who's planning on being in so many other things how do you fit that into your schedule don't get to be a marvel character marvel or nothing i don't know i actually had a question about black panther 
on Tuesday, but then I just figured your answer would just be you have to watch it to see. But I started a note with different categories of Marvel questions for you. I currently have a category of personal preference slash faves and technical slash productions. And in contracts and recasting, I included Black Panther question mark. Right. Excellent. Good to excellent know. work. Looking forward to that. Also, I'm sad about Asgard, Gersh. I didn't know. Uh, yeah. Sorry about that. He did warn me. That saying that and Gamora. That one wasn't your fault. That one was Hamcats, I believe. But, okay, but the, 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 like that's I can't say anymore because I can't say anymore. And thus we have to move on. However, because mine's going to be so far off topic that you well, should go. Mine is going to be going back to what you said before about Back to the Future. They reference Back to the Future in one of the movies when they're explaining in, in the Endgame. multiverse. In Endgame, they, they talked about that in terms of time travel. Exactly. Yes, they literally say that it is not the same thing as it would be in something like Back to the Future. So I, I, it made me happy. You could, you know, there could be a chance that at some point they, you know, maybe end up somewhere and there's Doc Brown just walking past or having some sort of interaction. Who's the not maybe without not, a lot of people because that dude is going to die or in ninety ass. more years. Yeah. I'm, mine was more so to you saying you asking them to buy it. And to be part of it, I'm trying to Wait, say that if that were look, the case, it's a multi-universe thing. Other universe, Bob's and Mechas might be lighter on the Back to the Future shit. So maybe I don't know. I'm I'm just. What saying, if, if Stan Lee case, was was Doc in a thing? Like, what if his like cameo was as like pretending no to be in the Doc? World. Nope. It could be interesting because it's like a pop culture inside of pop culture. It's like a extra pop in culture. Okay. All right. Please end the episode there. No. Uh, well, Hamcat had a had a rant. It's not a rant. It's excitement. Sorry. That. Oh, we, we oh. have to take at least fifteen seconds to recognize that Martin Starr, the world's greatest nerd, has returned for another movie. He's coming. He's in back. the first. Two, he's in the first two Spider-Man movies. Is he in this one? Yes. Okay. There you go. He's going That's to make right. an appearance, and I'm excited. I love him, and I hope he gets. 15 second rolls in every movie from this point forward. He's great. Um, here's what I want to say. Inside of the MCU, Star Wars, Back to the Future, and Hot Tub Time Machine are all canon. They all exist inside of the MCU. As does Mall Rats. So there you go. Just saying. Wait, when is Mall Rats referenced? In Captain Marvel, he's he Stanley is setting oh, on the bus. The right. of You're right. You're right. You're right. I totally forgot about that. Um, we talked about this too. I have, I have, I have two things. Can I yes. interrupt? One, I require that this episode be titled Gersh's Web to not <laughs> only reference Charlotte's Web, but also Gersh's Spider Web. Um, two. Sold. I think it would be really great if at a Marvel party, either actual Marvel or like our own individual Marvel party, that there's like a little canon and then like little characters pop out because it's the canon. Thank you for coming to my TED talk. But that is probably not. Oh, my God. The canon canon. That's just canon can standing ovation comment right there. Thank you. We need a canon canon. Anyway, this is Gersh's Web. I feel like we need a, the the next episode after this, since this has been Gersh diving into a theory of one thing. The next one needs to be Hamcat diving into a theory of another thing, and it 
the, the one after that being one that the both of you can both like you know you know what i mean i mean you could make it a series that's like a pun on the theory of everything but it's like the theory of just one more thing yeah not even like a next episode like a, a at some point when there is something else that you feel very passionately about like if there was a new back to the future trailer i feel like that would be the moment to deep dive into all of the potential theories Okay, or maybe not. Should not ever be a new Back to the Future trailer. All right, let's did, wrap this up. I did say I did say that I watched a Hallmark movie recently that was Back to the Future themed, and it had two of their characters in it. It was interesting. Actors, not characters. I digress. Okay, this has been Gersh's Web and Is His Canon Canon. Uh, uh, and everyone else needs a nickname, so we'll we'll come up. We'll work up. We'll workshop some other nicknames. Um. So there you go. I can't wait. We'll see what happens in a month. But now, like now I have to see this movie when it go when it comes out. Otherwise, it will be ruined for me forever. Uh, I still haven't seen Eternals. I got to see that. It's on the list. OK, same. I've heard very mixed things, so I'm intrigued. Yeah, got to see it. Uh, Shang-Chi is very good. If you haven't seen it yet, definitely watch it on Disney Plus. Um, I'm excited about all the new Marvel TV shows that are coming out, which they revealed last week excited about those hawkeye next week hawkeye comes out next week hey gersh can you make a call for me and ask them to uncancel jessica jones uh i can't i can't okay if gersh had those connections he wouldn't be friends with us he'd be friends with the people that he would have that connection i don't think that's true i think he'd still be friends with us i would never i would never lie to you i can't i can't do that i don't want to give you false hope that's fair. All right. That's all for Gersh's Web. Until next time. Goodbye. If you have enjoyed today's episode, please leave us a nice rating or review on Apple Podcasts and or follow on Spotify, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, or wherever you happen to listen. Those things would really help us out. Don't forget to give us a follow on Twitter and Instagram, both of which are at JoshCastPod and on Twitch at twitch.tv slash untitled JoshCast. This show is written and hosted by me, Josh Gershman, and Josh Hammond. It is edited by me, and it is produced by Isabella Stade and Lucy Benetti. The podcast intro music is Gemini by Alki, and the outro music is Cautious by Amorosa. Both appear on the Untitled JoshCast with permission from the artists. We hope you have enjoyed this episode of the Untitled JoshCast. Thank you so much for listening. Until next time. Ooh, I got to be cautious.